0: Welcome back, everyone. A long awaited return of the <laughs> Mini Sharks podcast. Hey. With, with my guys. I'm Hammerhead. I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon Shark.
1: It has been too long, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, we've been busy with things like we always say every time we record. And uh, you guys have gone different shifts. And everything, and so I'm, <clears throat> I'm worried that we're going to say each other's names, but oh, well, if it happens, it happens. I don't really care anymore at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hammer, you should, join, you should join the graveyard shift, too, since Mako and I have done it. I can't I do, do right
0: graveyard shifts for a <laughs> <laughs> That's, true.
2: <laughs> That's true. The graveyard shift.
0: Physical therapy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just watch them while they sleep, make sure they don't toss and turn too much.
3: (laughs)
0: Um
1: how was he? (laughs) He snored three times. Just as we feared.
0: You'd actually be surprised at how many people have trouble sleeping after surgery. But
1: Huh. I mean they totally slept through my surgery. I mean it was the drugs, but
0: Yeah. Well, th- these are like shoulders and knees, and they take weeks and months to recover from. Oh, yeah. But, anyways, uh, one little thing of business that I forgot to talk before we record. But I want to get your guys' opinion on kind of topics that we talk about. We were doing some of co- current event topics, uh, like when the Olympics are out, we talked about the Olympics, or if there's some natural disaster, we talked about that. Um, I was wondering if you guys wanted to try focusing on topics that are not time not restricted in a sense but current time topics so stuff that's happening at the now because the topics that we all chose today are very easy topics that you could listen to anytime but if someone wants to listen to to our episode about the Olympics beforehand, um or later in the future, I mean that you know that's very past it's like, oh, I already watched the Olympics on only here that type of thing, oh,
3: yeah, it's kind of irrelevant by then, yeah, hmm I well, if I do a mix of both, <laughs> I guess, it just really depends what's happening, yeah. I mean, I was just watching uh, this kind of YouTube
1: news channel I follow called Young Yi. So, and he just he had posted a video today talking about the mixed reaction to the Last of Us remake. So, and I was like, well, this is going to, well, you know, <laughs> I'll probably never watch it again, but it was still fun to listen to in the moment.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because I was... Just- I was just
0: thinking about that, so it's more for the three listeners, we love you guys, um, <laughs> that you don't feel like you don't need to listen to something because it's already passed. You know? Oh, yeah. Alright, that, that was just a question for you guys. But let's, let's go start with the meme of the week and Lemon Shark, would you like to describe it, since you were the yeah. one that shared it?
2: yeah definitely um let me find you really quick so i came across this meme that says so it shows uh, two planets uh, saturn and jupiter and
3: i don't know how to describe it um so
2: the caption says jupiter and saturn watching you blame them for acting like a, a son of a gun yesterday <laughs> and it just the looks the looks on their faces it just <laughs> really funny to me um we can't, do you know which uh, memes those are from? Those, those yeah. people?
0: Yeah, well, those, those are old memes. Those are like 2013. But it's, yeah. the girl, it's the girl that's giving, like, the, are you serious face? And yeah. the other girl <laughs> that's giving, like, what? And she has, like, her hands <laughs> up with the palms <laughs> up. It, everyone will recognize them once they see it. We'll share it, of course, like normal. But yeah. Can't think of the right names right now.
2: But yeah, I think I liked it a lot because um, it's very really funny watching memes and stuff, making fun of people who like use the planets and astrology to like wave stuff or excuse all their behavior. It's like, oh, I'm a Gemini or I'm an asparagus or whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm an asparagus.
0: <laughs> I actually am a Gemini. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I have no idea what it means, but I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny people make fun of it. And there's also like ones, there's other memes in the same category where it's like, Racist people reacting to, like, pe- versus, like, people who judge you by what you're your boy. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's, I, I like that. Making fun of that demographic, I guess.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, so we'll start off with my topic first, and then we'll go from there. So my topic is... Is there like a series, a book, movie, game series that you just wish they explained more or showed more of their world? Whether it was just, you know, past history before the series started or you seen books or runes or something that described the history of the past events or the characters or whatever
3: and what would that be? Hmm. For me, I was just thinking it'd probably be Kingdom Hearts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they're already filling in pretty much everything. They just announced another mobile game that's going to take place in the distant past, just like the last one
3: did, and probably explain more of like the old Keyblade wielders and how they came to be, and all that stuff. How everything
1: got, you know, messed up and ended up in a Keyblade War. I know that Union Cross kind of dived into it, but even though I played that game, I never finished it. I ended up having to delete it because it was just taking up too much memory on my phone. So there's still like so much stuff that's not explained. And I mean, some of it I don't mind. I don't have to explain where the Keyblade came from and stuff like that, but there's still just, it looks like thousands of years of history they haven't dived into yet. Like And the third one, the opening cutscene and the final battle with the boss take place in a, this uh, world called Scala Ad Kailum. And like the design is incredible. I mean, it's Final Fantasy, so of course, you know the environments are always really well done, but this one really stood out to me. You know, it's just these islands, or well, these island cities, connected by uh, what are you, uh, gondolas, and there's giant windmills powering everything. And then it turns out there's an underside. There's like uh, each island has like more buildings on the underside of it, extending into the ocean. So you know, even underwater section, it's like, well, what's the deal there? And, People live there. Is it just a working place? Is it kind of like Snowpiercer, where one half is really prosperous and then the undesirables live, you know, underwater? I mean, I kind of doubt that because it looks too wholesome. But, anyways, um, yeah, just all this stuff I'm curious about that they're probably never going to address because it's just not that important.
3: It's important to me, but you know, it's just me. Yeah.
0: Well, to be honest, I actually would like to know where the first Keyblade came from, but...
3: Yeah, I think yeah. the... Yeah, if I remember right, there's some weird little phrase like, uh... The light that was born in the
1: hearts of children became a weapon against the darkness, or something like that, you know? I'm still like... Was there a first Keyblade? Or, you know, who the first wielder? and You know, like you said, it'd be interesting to find out.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um... For me, um, there's this one show I've started recent, or recently started on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, um, yeah. I wasn't sure how it's going to work because each episode's like 10 to 15 minutes long, but somehow it just like works so well. And like almost every single episode, I'm like, "Dane, I want to see this like turn into like a series or like, have like a whole movie just like based off like this one story they've made." But uh, the two that stands out to me from a, stands out to me the most um there's two episodes the first episode i'll talk about is the there's one episode like the cyberpunkish type of world where it's a futuristic setting and they're all irish like they all have irish accents and um the main the main plot is that there's like these uh, type of cage fighters where like people have their own like monster that they grow and breed and then they have like a neural uplink where they like take control of the monster. Then they duke it out with another monster. Um, I'm not sure if I did it justice, but that was really cool. Like seeing like um, that concept and like it um, went And another episode that I really like. Um, so there's, it's an, they're all animated in this really cute animated style. It's like these farmers and like the Southern farmer place but they have alien invasions every once in a while. And so the farmers have to like get in these type of mechs, mech mission, um, robot things they have to like fight off the alien invasions every once in a while. And what? that was just really cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute.
3: <laughs> that sounds really cool.
2: Yeah, it's really cute and really cool. And I don't know. Was just, I was like, Dane, I want to see this into like a TV show and like see these characters, like do more stuff. And it's like, like t- it's like 10 to 15 minutes too. And I'm like, Dane, how did I get so invested in it? 10- to 15 minute video stories but <laughs> what's it called it's called love death and robots um i can't remember the name of the episode but let me look at
3: it up. yeah i haven't seen any of love death and robots but i've heard it's pretty good Yeah, i really like them
2: um, they're Dang. yeah like they're all over the place like there's some fantasy there's some like sci-fi and like there's some really bizarre just like wacky ones there's like one where like this couple finds like a civilization living in their fridge and like they watch it like progress through the ice age to like the revolution or industrial revolution and then nuclear warfare happens inside their own fridge and that's all over the place. <laughs> but um the name of the oh yeah, it's called Suits is the the description says a community of farmers use their homemade necks to defend their families from an alien invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't know, I guess part of me kind of likes it too, because like I was raised on a farm, so I'm like, oh, farmer representation is not super cringy, so you know. (laughs) Farmer representation.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The next social battleground. Definitely. No, that is cool, though. I mean, especially
1: that you said it was cutesy, because I heard, I mean, I saw a few clips from the
3: horror-focused episodes.
1: So and they seem kind of weird, just not my thing, but that's I mean that's cool that they do other stuff besides that.
2: Yeah, that's what they kinda of like about it too, because like you never know what's gonna happen in the next episode. It's like like all the animation style is really different too. Like there's some of them that are like animated, like 3D animated very realistically, but then there's also like two D anime style ones too and huh. whatnot. And yeah, there's just a bunch of them that are really interesting.
1: Yeah, I wonder, like, I know they're supposed to be kind of self contained shorts, but I wonder if Netflix, like, whatever, or start putting them out just to see what works and then start expanding on the ones that are really popular.
2: Maybe that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd definitely vote for the Farmer one. I'd like to see a series out of that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> Probably would too. Like, let's, let's go to the source. I know. Right. <laughs> Let's hire farmers. Lemon, your time has come. So,
0: when I was... Uh, what?
2: I was about to ask if you remember which anime series you are thinking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just about to explain that. Yeah, I, when I thought of this prompt three days ago, I had something in mind. But I can't remember what I was looking at, whether it was reading a manga or playing a game. Because so I, I just recently went on a family trip uh, for my brother's wedding. And to by the time I brought my 3DS, which I literally had to dust off. <laughs> and then I was uh, trying to figure out what game to play. And I, I remembered I bought Legends of the Spirit tracks, which I haven't touched since I bought it. And so I decided to play that, and I'm assuming they'll go into more detail later in the game, because I'm only probably like a third of the way through, and but they're, like, there's a different people that's on the island, because this takes place after Phantom Hourglass, which takes place after Wind Waker. So it's chronological in in that sense, from the Five different branches that it breaks into, yeah. Uh, well, technically, three, but anyways, and that main priority of that game is trains and music. Of course, that's pretty typical of the Zelda series, but like there's this ancient people where there's only like five of them that you know of. Uh, there might be more later in the game. I'm sorry for the people who have already finished it, and maybe they are. Will go back into the past, but they're pretty notorious. They always put in like a race and then they don't really explain where they came from. Why do they have this trained technology or for example and it's like well I, I want to I want to know more. Hmm. But then again, Dell's been pretty good about it with their like anthologies and their, their books that cover those type of topics. But
3: yeah, now Legend of Zelda has a few mystery civilizations, don't they? Yeah, because then there's also like the ancient Sheikah from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean they're
0: supposed to be from the history of the first Sheikahs and Skyward Sword, but then there's just a bunch of empty history.
3: Well, I think I remember
1: they said in the game that I guess the king tried to wipe them out and there was a civil war or
3: something. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that was before Ocarina of Time? They kind of talked about that. And that, and that's why like Link's mom went to the Kokiri or Kokiri, whatever you want to say, forest oh, yeah. and left Link there. Very interesting stuff, but You know, unless we delve into extra things, um, they don't really explain it. But, oh, what can you do? Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, that was was my topic. And let's move on to Lemons, if you'd like to go with yours.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, So my topic was, um, how do you feel about spoilers? And do you feel like they ruin a story for you? I guess I'll go first one. The reason why I was thinking about this is because I've been getting into comics a lot recently, and I found myself kind of just, like, scrolling through, like, the comic is kind of, like, picking up bits and pieces here and there ahead of the story where I'm at in the the book. And I find myself almost, like, enjoying that more than, like, seeing through and reading it. I find myself, like, motivated to, like, continue reading it. So, in a way... um, for me spoilers have also like have given me like a motivation to like continue forward and to like find out. Um I think part of it is that uh, depends on the type of spoiler you see. Like maybe it's a if it's like a mystery story you're reading then you don't want spoilers but um if you see something interesting happening it kind of like motivates me to um keep reading to get to get the context of the spoil, I guess. Like if you just see something but have no context then it makes me want to like It makes me more intrigued in the story and more wanting to get into it. Um, But I was just wondering what you guys' thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of the same boat. It depends what type of spoiler it is and how long is the series. So, for example, the Kenobi show, I still haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) But, like, the people that do... Vivid and super descriptive reviews of the episode that just came out like an hour ago. And it's like, guys, come on, can you not wait at least a day? <laughs> you know, like, you ruined the whole episode. It's like, oh, great, well, what's the point of watching it now? Uh, versus, um, I just had it in mind, I guess, you know, like One Piece that everyone knows about, right? Mm-hmm. If, if someone's like, oh yeah, this fight happened and he totally whipped his butt and blah, blah blah I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine, but I'll have to watch 500 episodes to catch up, you know? And so <laughs> I'll probably forget about the spoiler. Or two, um, like you were saying before Lemon, it's the journey that matters. <laughs> Not the destination. <laughs> but then I was also thinking about, like for me personally, I tend to spoil myself pretty badly. It's like <laughs> if I find a show that I find interesting or there's a character, like I was there's bleach popping up in my Instagram feed. I've watched like ten episodes of it like fifteen years ago. And <laughs> I haven't haven't watched any of it since. But now it's gone, like a reboot or a sense, or they're continue the story, and these clips are showing up. I have no idea who these characters are, but they had to show the names, you know, and so I'll Google it, read the wiki, and I, I like their whole life story, <laughs> like <laughs> what happens to them, who kills them, or if they do die, um, <laughs> what did they do before, and everything, who did they do to this and that. Like It totally ruins that journey to it, but I still find myself wanting to watch it. So, um, it really depends on context. Sometimes spoilers want me to even do it. Like, I remember the clip that I showed you of Demon Slayer. Um, where he, in the episode 19, I believe, the first season where he fights the spider dude and I just showed you that one clip and then we started watching the show. Yeah. Um, I, like, I didn't ask you about your personal opinions afterwards I showed it to you, but you both sounded intrigued, and so we watched it and we ended up really enjoying it.
1: And even our other roommate really loved it and I don't he doesn't really like anime in general.
0: No, he doesn't. And um but in that instant it worked out. So I, I think it really depends you know how many episodes are there or how many how long has it been out or you know, was it <laughs> it literally just came out and people are ruining it for the others. Um and yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll shut up right after this. But I just remember this video of when it was Harry Potter six, I think the one where Dumbledore dies. Yeah. And people were driving around like Barnes and nobles and Hastings or other stores at like midnight because they got the, someone leaked the book early. And so people were to like the last pages to find some spoilers and they would drive around yelling out the window at the midnight releases saying, Dumbledore dies on this page, like Snake <laughs> loved Harry's mom and <laughs> and like that that stuff of stuff is just dickish. That is ridiculous. That that's my thing. That's my take. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: There's
1: actually there's actually a Deadpool comic about that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah he, he was waiting in line where he, think it was hufflepuff robes like just all ready to buy the book and someone drove by and did that screaming snape kills dumbledore and he just fell to his knees and started screaming no
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i love how that pulls an actual nerd <laughs> that's
3: your buddy yeah, yeah. Um, I'm i might have say... though all right go ahead make oh. him go 1st all go after oh oh okay um,
1: my thought was it depends a little bit on what you enjoy just as a consumer I guess because you know there are some people where they absolutely refuse spoilers because for them the payoff is everything so but like you guys said for me and I guess for you guys too it's kind of more about the journey like how they achieve it so I mean when I used to read books sometimes I'd skip to the end and just see how you know what happens, and then I'd be like, "Oh,
2: no way!" So
1: then I like I get excited that. and start reading through it. What's that?
0: I can never do that. Oh, not, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> all right, go on. Sorry.
1: Oh, but Um, yeah, I'd be like, "No way!" So then I'd start like reading through the book as fast as possible, like still enjoying it. now I'm more focused and determined to reach that point to find out how they got to it. So I think, like Lemon said, spoilers kind of get me more excited for a show or a book or a movie. Because if it's done well, then I'm like, well, cool. I can't wait to see how they do that. You know, because I, like, I love good writing. I love seeing the payoff, but I love even more when the payoff is earned. You know? So, and I mean, also for me, a lot of the times, like... Uh, Hammerhead does, I'll spoil things for myself because I'm either too impatient to wait, like sometimes I'll see a, ser- a season cliffhanger and I'll be like, no, I'm I'm too anxious about what's going to happen, so screw it. I'm going to spoil it for myself so I don't have to sit here for, you know, another day or whatever, thinking about it.
3: And sometimes I just do it because it's kind of my way of seeing if a show or a movie is worth my time.
1: Like I remember, uh, I was sitting in the airport getting ready to go home for Christmas break, and this was about the day after Rise of Skywalker came out. So I was looking at the reviews, and they were like, oh, "It's not very good." So I thought, "Well, screw it. Let's read the spoilers." So I read through them, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible." So I was like, "All right, I guess I don't need to see it until my dad asked if
3: I wanted to see it." So you know, then we went and watched it together, and. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but yeah, for the most, sometimes that's just how I determine if a show's worth my time.
2: Okay. Yeah, I vibe with that. Um, I do think that certain spoilers, like if a spoiler revolves around like a twist that is like catches you off guard when you first see it, I think that's it's kind of nice not to have that spoil for you. But oh, yeah, uh, I was I was thinking of like Attack on Titan because I remember. Um, like, my mind was, like, super blown, I like, certain stuff that I came across, because I was reading it as it came out, and then some stuff came in, and like, kind of in my mind for a moment, but I felt like maybe it wouldn't have hit me as hard if, like, I hadn't known if I had spoiled beforehand, but, but lately I've been kind of leaning towards, like, what you are saying, Mako. like, sometimes the spoilers gives me motivation to continue with the story, because if I don't know anything about the story, and if it just looks interesting to me, like, I won't typically read it, you know, like, well, sometimes I do with something that I do, but <laughs> I do find that if I look through and scroll through some stuff and see some stuff that happens, it like motivates me to continue forward and push forward and get to that spoil, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on that mistake. But yeah. Well, I like what, well, what you said about like it depends on if it's supposed to be a twist, because, like, yeah, if it's
1: supposed to be a big part of the story, this big twist, then I do prefer it if it's a surprise. Like, um, I remember when one of our friends showed me, uh, what was that, Hercule Aparo, uh, Murder on the Orient Express? So, and they do the big twist towards the end when you find out who the killer is. And I was freaking out in the middle of our lounge. I was like,
3: what? No, <gasps> no.
1: Like this. It was great. I was having a great time. So, I feel like if it's a mystery or if it's, if it's a sort of I'm your father type twist, then yeah, it is best to keep it a secret so then you can. Like you said, enjoy the emotions in the moment. You know? Although, I will say, you know, since we both work nights, it drives me nuts. And Kenobi's a good example, and the Mandalorian, but at three in the morning, people start posting short clips of what happened in the episode. And they'll be like, well, thanks, douche. You know,
3: I can't even blame YouTube, because it's just like, oh, Star Wars clips, he'll like these. I'm <laughs> like, stop it.
2: Uh, I, guess I guess it's one thing. It's one thing to be spoiled by someone else, but it's also another thing to spoil yourself. So I guess it depends.
1: Yeah, yeah, like if it's if it's a conscious choice, then it's fine. But if some stupid douchebag on YouTube like hoo, hoo, I'm going to spoil, then it gets really irritating. Yeah, you know, like the part where uh, Boba Fett drops a sonic
3: charge on the Imperial prison or whatever. I would have loved to have seen that without it having spoiled for me. So yeah, like you guys said, it just depends. Yeah. All That's right. all I have for that
2: topic. Uh, do we have time for one more? I guess really quick.
0: Yeah, if uh Mako, if you wanna finish with your topic, we'll probably finish up soon, but we'll try to at least have a conversation.
1: Yeah. Um so my topic was I was thinking about all these different video game adaptations, mainly like games being adapted into shows and movies. Because Netflix just released a trailer for their Tekken and series, and it looks going to be really good. I was thinking about, you know, recently we've had the Halo show, which was a total disaster. You know, fans hated it, critics hated it. I know, I know there were people that liked watching it just for the cutscenes. Well, sorry, not cutscenes, the battle scenes, and just because it was cool seeing Chief on silver screen but it's still like for the most part people hated it so and then on the flip side less than a year ago we had arcane which is absolutely fantastic you know very well written well acted well animated so i was thinking, and i got to thinking about all the different stuff like there's tomb raider movies there's there was actually a tekken movie there's a few street fighter movies and most of them aren't great some of them are actually pretty good so I was just thinking about like what makes them work
3: and what makes them not work. So I mean, what do you guys think? I think we're um,
2: at adapting something like that, um, trying to adapt it in a way that's not like copy and pasting. Because I think of the same way about like anime um, adaptations, where like live action animes don't work out very well. Yeah, and I feel like it's because. They're relying too heavily on the source material and they're trying to do like a copy and paste method rather than trying to figure out what works in that medium that they're adapting it to. Like there's no way to like adapt it perfectly, like make everything exactly the same, you know. So you have to like find ways to make it work in the medium. It's kind of like kind of like the way I like to think about it is like Google Translate. Like if you take a language and try direct it translate direct, direct it, translate it directly, it's going to end up being weird, you know? So I think it's the same thing yeah. to use. You have to, like, adapt it to the way that makes it stand on its own. Also, like, not relying too heavily on, like, the source material, like, not relying too heavily on, like, the main audience, because if you make it appeal appeal to, like, um, I guess, to just the movie-going audience, then they're able to, like, make it more fleshed out versus, like, making it so that only, like, people who play the game can get the
3: or get into it, you know? If that make sense? Yeah. Well, no. I'm
1: glad- oh, right, go on. I was going to say, I'm glad you said that, because I was thinking, I think a big part of it is kind of finding that balance between being too close to the source and too far away. Because I remember one of my favorite critics was reviewing the Killing Joke movie, you know, the adaptation of the comic or graphic novel or whatever. He was saying he felt like it was a little too close to the comic to the point where it was like, "Well, we're just kind of lifting panels from the comic. So what's even the point?" You may as well just read the comic then. And then on the flip side, there's stuff like the Halo show, or you know, you're just thinking, "Well, all you guys did was just kind of put together a crappy sci-fi show and give it a little paint of Halo. You know, a little layer of paint. Like, what was even the point?"
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad I waited. Um. <laughs> Because I agree with your second statement very much where so the point that I wanted to bring up with this is I feel it really depends on two main things is one, do the producers and directors even know about the series? (laughs) And two, how much do they actually care about the series? And, And I feel like there's two different Those are two different points in my brain. Because, like, oh, yeah, I know about Halo and everything, but, like, did you actually play the games? You know, you don't have to read all the books, of course, but, like, did you play the games? Do you know how uh, the fan base reacts to general certain scenes that are really popular or, like, even how characters look? like um it wasn't a game series but everyone knows avatar and it's like did you even watch avatar the last airbender <laughs> and it's like the the i don't blame the actors i blame the directors and writing it is like the the mood of the characters were totally off um and it was just a different
3: vibe for the for the whole thing
0: And but I actually disagree with the point of like I understand what you're talking about. You don't just want it word for word, scene for scene. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what what's the point otherwise. But I I like it when they do try to make sure the characters act how they act in the show. Maybe not just copy and pasting the scenes, of course, but copy and pasting the characters of how they are, but maybe in a different situation for that movie or series.
3: Yeah,
0: um, like one that we all watched together was the uh, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic was one of them, <laughs> and the animated one, Mortal Kombat.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, <laughs> honestly, it was pretty dumb. But it was super fun and enjoyable. And I think that they kept
3: in a sense the mood of the game. You know,
0: it's over the top and the Scorpion acts like I feel like Scorpion would act, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but going back to the Sonic one, which you brought it up, there isn't you know, there isn't a storyline of the Sonic games, more or less. If we talk about the GameCube, but we kind of ignore those, where <laughs> Sonic comes to the human world and gets adopted like a dog. But well, I, I think what made a difference was they first showed what they were thinking of doing before they put it out, which was smart and dumb at the same time because people mad <laughs> horribly, but they listened. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was a key key difference for example if the halo yeah, i mean uh-huh oh no go ahead that was it like if the halo guys a little bit different for a series but if they showed like their concept art go to the plans some characters so that they get put in and listen to any backlash if there was an actual good criticism it might have turned out a little bit different um but sonic stayed the same um Character wise in the movie, and that's why I think it was still appreciated, even if the writing was,
3: yeah, it wasn't that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, Sonic was a big example I was thinking of because,
1: like, the characters are kind of different from how they are in the games. I mean, Tails is for the most part the same, but, like, Knuckles doesn't really talk like that in the games.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: But at the same time, kind of like you were saying, Well, Sonic's never really been story-focused. I mean, sometimes they try to be, but for the most part, it's just about gameplay. Mm
3: -hmm. So I feel like that
1: kind of helped because it gave them a little more leeway, a little more freedom. You know, and then they brought in Jim Carrey to be Dr. Robotnik, and we're like,
3: "Uh,
1: I don't know, but then he turned out being so much fun, it didn't matter. And, you know, Knuckles, even though he talks different, he's so funny, it doesn't really matter. So I feel like somehow that kind of worked just because there isn't that much focus on story most of the time. We're on the flip side. Halo is so heavily story-driven that deviating from it was a big risk. Um, Yeah, deviating from it was such a big risk and it just didn't pay off. you know. And I see a ton of people saying, why didn't they just adapt one of the stories from the books and stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah, because there's a ton of books that are really good. There's like a solid canon here that they completely ignored.
0: Yeah, and and that's kind of what I was thinking about the copy and paste. Like In that instance, I think it could have worked, but Lemon did bring a good part up, of course, before, um, that everything is really hard to actually reenact in a live adaptation, you know, powers or weapons or anything stuff like that even though they're years better than they were before, uh, mm-hmm. there's just some things that you have to make sure it works for a screen instead of, you know, uh word-for-word word type deal.
3: <laughs> yeah, kind of like, um, there was a funny video making fun of the Cats movie.
1: Uh-huh. And they were like, we're thinking of doing a movie about cats. And he's like, uh, are you sure? I feel like it really only works as you know, like a theater play. It, like it works properly in the medium in which it's placed. And then the guy says it made $2 billion. Well, of course we got to do a movie adaptation of it then let's go. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, like you're saying,
3: some things just don't really translate well. So maybe there are times an adaptation should just not be done. Oh, uh, And I guess one last example. We mentioned Arcane earlier.
1: With that one, I used to actually read through League of Legends lore just for kicks. I didn't even play the game. But even though it has a ton of world building and backstories for every character and all this stuff, there was never really a big set story. So that gave him a lot of freedom to do a lot of different stuff to the point that like Jinx and Violet being sisters was just a fan theory for a while. And then I guess the writers loved it so much, they decided to make it part of the show, and that was really what drove it. So it was just a lot of... Oh, yeah. It was just a lot of factors that go into it, but I guess, of course, at the end of the day, it just depends on whether you can get a director and writers and actors that can do their job well enough. Yeah.
0: Like, please just read the book. Please just play the game. (laughs) It'd make your writing so much better if you're trying to adapt something.
1: Yeah, I couldn't believe that. We didn't play the games because we didn't want to
3: pollute our vision. Okay.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sure. All right. Well that's uh any last comments from either of you? No, nope,
3: I think I'm good. Don't fall for NFTs. Other than <laughs> that, that's it.
0: Yeah, I guess Leonardo Capri was having a hard time with stuff like that right now hedge funds oh Oh, is he I don't know I'll have to look up but anyway so that's a topic for another day that we'll probably never cover but thank you for joining and listening to us and uh, hopefully you enjoyed what we said (laughs) Um, hopefully everything sounded fine Uh, had to cut out some things and. Mash them to our best of the ability, but we'll uh, put out the best we can. But <laughs> until next time, which I'm not saying win, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: but thank you for joining.
3: Bye. Thanks for taking Take care. <laughs> Take a look.